Simplified Chaos, Episode 13. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to start leading a more purposeful life. This is Simplified Chaos. Our beautiful listeners, welcome to our podcast. This is Jillian, one of your hosts, and I'm joined with my husband, Nicholas. What's going on, folks? And uh, this is episode 13. Yeah. It's crazy. We're getting at it. We are. What are we talking about today? Today's episode is all about support. Support? What kind of support? Any kinds of support. Most of the support has to do with my pregnancy but overall, we're going to talk about why support is vital to taming your chaos, whatever it may be in your life. The support systems that we use specifically during pregnancy, because I feel like that's a really tough time. And the resources that we've used and maybe some resources that will help motivate you guys to find support if you find so that you need it. Wonderful. And if you guys like this episode, please take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, yeah, yeah. leave us a review, or just give us some kind feedback. Shoot us an email or give us a direct message. We love hearing from you. And we got some really good feedback from last episode about yes. infertility. And yes. I'll tell you what, even if it's just one message, if someone reaches out to any of us, we think it's so worth it that we shared our story. And so thank you to anybody who reached out to us for any of those episodes because you are the reason why we keep going on. I mean, yes. this is fun. Don't get me wrong. But it's awesome to hear that it it hits somebody and it affects them and it makes them feel connected in some way and, you know, motivated to change. So you guys rock. Nice. That kind of is a good segue to get into our gratitude segment. Not a segue off a cliff. Oh, well, no. Isn't that how the guy yeah. that invented Segway yeah. died? Yep. But, 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 sorry, really. Not a good joke. I'm sorry. That's okay. But so what said, are you grateful for? <laughs> you want me to go first today? Yeah. All I right. like keeping you on your toes, Jill. Okay. Uh, I like that. Um, today, I am grateful for Wegmans. Oh, I like Wegmans. So. I'm grateful I didn't <laughs> have to go into Wegmans today. <laughs> That's true. Um, so yes, today, um, in particular, we are, I was very grateful for Wegmans. Um, uh. Can I, well, first let me preface with the, the real reason why, <laughs> I know I'm just like stuttering, I love Wegmans so much. I mean, don't get me wrong, their selection is like extraordinary. They have so much to choose from, so many good organic things and just really healthy, nutritious stuff. But the past two weeks I've had a day off um, from work. It may have been because I had a doctor's appointment or Lucille did. And my mom and I have gone there for lunch because it's like the best lunch spot to go. Not only like not only did I enjoy it before having a baby because it's like a buffet of all kinds of healthy, nutritious stuff. I mean, there's not many healthy buffets out there, but Wegmans is like my dream health buffet that I get to choose whatever I want. And it's amazing. And now that Lucille's here, they even have a little high chair that she fits perfectly in. Um, she can scream and gaggle and do all the things and not bother anybody because there's a lot of people in Wegmans. And we don't have a waiter to tip, so we're saving some money. Not that Wegmans isn't, is cheap, but, you know, we save that aspect. And I just really dig the healthy choices a lot. I usually go right for their pizza. <sighs> I know. I, know. I, don't, I don't do the healthy stuff there. But yet for today, we had to go there to pick up some groceries before your parents came. And yeah. 
Wegmans has the best sourdough bread. It's really good. It's so soft. It's so fresh. And you know they're they're on top of things because there's always somebody checking the temperature of food in the food bar or going. I saw someone go to the bread today and like grope the bread and then look at the date to see if it was like fresh. Was it you? Because I, I know you and your sister love groping the bread at Wegmans. I would totally be a bread groper if that was a real job and let people know which bread I thought was the freshest for them to take home. That's a good feeling. It literally is a good feeling. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, saw what so, I did there. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm grateful for Wegmans because that sourdough bread that I bought today was the best topping or bottom bottom topping to our burgers today. Yeah. Some people use rolls. I, I hit up that sourdough bread. Sourdough bread's money. Yeah, yeah. I dig it. Good stuff. All right, so so for me. Yeah, tell me. I'm grateful for my dad today. Aww, yeah. So my parents awesome. came over from Delaware, and I'm always grateful for my mom too. But today, like my dad loves doing projects around the house, and for Christmas they got us the Hello doorbell by Hello. Nest. Yeah. Hello. So we have a, an entire Nest system in our house, and so we wanted to continue and that. What is the Nest system for people so we who have don't a, know? We have because... a thermostat. We have smoking <laughs> CO uh, carbon monoxide detectors. We have. What else do we have? The door, the lock on our door. And this is all by oh, Google, Nest. right? Yeah, yeah. What does Nest stand for? Nest. Oh. Your your home's your nest. Oh, oh, I get it. I thought yeah. it was an acronym. There's acronyms nope. for everything out there, so I was like, it's got to stand for Ninja Extraordinaire Safety Tool. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> I did. I'll my I'll best. ask Google if that if that's correct. But. <laughs> My dad loves doing projects and with electrical work, I, I don't mind doing it. I, I did the smoke detectors and all that stuff, but he wanted, and we weren't sure if the doorbell worked. Like we haven't had a doorbell since at least I lived at the house. There's just been a bunch of wires. There's been wires out. hanging out of the house. Super and, safe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we thought that the transformer was dead because we tried putting the wires together and nothing was working. It turns out they were just kind of old and we ju- they just needed to be stripped a little bit more to get to functioning again so like my dad he likes he likes buying the doorbells he bought the chimes and he's like you know next time i come over i'll bring like he goes he proactively does this stuff like he knew we need a doorbell and and all that stuff and he's like well i I went and bought this stuff anyway and i'm like i'm I'm, I'm plenty of guys and that's what i love like and he loves working together and installing things even though he does more of the work i hand him the tools um but you know it was it was cool we we got done it was one of our quicker projects so we had a lot of fun today, and now we have a video doorbell, so no one can leave a dog, a pile of dog poop on the porch and light it on people fire. Do that all the time. I'll catch you. I got gotcha. you. Pretty sure Adam You're Sandler is the only person who does that. Well, maybe. And then it just makes me want to get boots and go outside and stop on shit. You're gonna yell, "Don't put it out with your boots, Dad! <laughs> Don't tell me what to do, Devil Woman!" <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Nice word. That's all I think of when I think. So of. yeah, that's gratitude today, guys. Yeah. Fun stuff. Flaming poop. We're grateful. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> let's dive into today's topic, and that is support. Support. And more importantly, we're going to talk about support during Jill's pregnancy, kind of a continuation of our infertility journey on our last episode. And if you haven't heard that one, definitely go back and give it a listen. Episode twelve. Yeah, it felt right. You were right. It was kind of your idea to do support and to talk about the support systems that I had and a lot of the support system I I had kind of benefited you as well because my goodness yeah if it benefits me it's making me happier and healthier it's 
sure to benefit you as a great domino effect with having support when you need it. And going through pregnancy, especially your first time, is stressful. There's a lot of unknowns. You, it's your first time experiencing Everything it. is unknown. Every, I mean, exactly. I mean, you can get all the answers from people and people telling you different things, what to expect, but no one's pregnancy is the same. No one's kids are the same. Like, everything's different, so... I feel like all they tell you is to take all the naps you can and to sleep. Yeah. That's pretty much what I heard before we had you, you took some. You took some naps. But can I just say, I... Even waking up in the middle of the night, I still felt pretty damn good. Yeah. I didn't feel tired when I went to work. Nah, you, you, I don't know. you took it like a champ. But yeah, the, the support definitely helped with stress, the unknown, and we are certainly thankful for a lot of people who helped us out along this journey. So, wanted to, and Jill's probably going to do a lot of the talking this episode. It's a good thing she's a better speaker than I am because... This is a lot from her perspective, but I know she's got some questions from me in regards to some of the support. But I, I think we should start. Do you think we should start with our doula? Because that so, was the first thing we really did, even, you know, very early I on do. stages of the pregnancy. So, yeah. And I hire a doula. That was great. <laughs> I just wanted to preface before I, I got into um, the specific support. But I think overall, it takes more courage to ask for help than it does to just try and do it alone. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of fear when you have to admit that you need help. And I don't think it makes you weak. I think it makes you human. And we can't all be experts at everything. Like, we can't know everything. It's impossible. Like, our brain has a capacity, and I think it only has room for what really makes meaning in that season of life or what we're passionate about. And I think it's completely okay to seek help in order to make the best decisions for your overall well-being. And for example, like if you ask me anything about education or nutrition, I'm going to have a pretty well vast knowledge base to supply you with support because that's what I study, that's what I do every day, that's what I'm passionate about. But if you ask me about how to change the oil in my car, um, how to grow a pineapple properly, uh, I couldn't tell you because... You didn't pay attention when you went to the pineapple farm. <laughs> you just have to plant a stem and that shit will grow. See, I didn't remember that. Any part of the... That's what's interesting about pineapples is like any part you plant can grow a pineapple. See, like I the whole thing's it a seed. We went it to, was the coolest thing that ever. That was like on our honeymoon. How many years? That was like four and a half years ago. Oh, come on. But anyway, so <laughs> I couldn't tell you because... I, I'm not going to know everything and not everyone's going to know everything, you know? Sometimes trying to know it all is just stress in itself. Mm -hmm. Trying to be an expert in everything sounds stressful. It is stressful because it's like weight. It's like information overload. You can't know it all. There's, no. That's why you have experts out there. And that's why you, when you do finances, you should hire a financial expert. When you do lawn work, hire a lawn technician. No, exactly. And I just think that... I don't try to acquire it all, and I know that. Just the things that I'm truly passionate about, I I inform myself. And then I have to let go of that control that I might think I want to have over everything in my mm -hmm. life. And I just have to let it go and then seek help and find support for the things that I don't know and I need answers for desperately. Right. And I think, I don't know how it is for men and the perspective of men. I know men, you know... We don't need help. We can do everything ourselves. Well, especially well, when it comes to directions. We know where we're going. Exactly. But I, I really want that stigma to go away because I feel like... And we don't need to look at instructions to put something together. That's what I... Exactly. <laughs> 
It's like, for some reason, I mean, there's women too that probably have a hard time admitting that they need help and seeking support, but I think it makes us braver and stronger, and I just want to empower more women to seek help if you need it, because we can't know it all, we can't do it all, and you need help. We need help. Yeah, we all do. But anyway, let's dive into now the we first can get into support doula. system. I'm sorry. I had this little spiel I wanted to I say. I know. I was not aware of that, but oh. I'm glad you put the brakes on. <laughs> Shift the gears a little bit, and now we brought it back. Yes, so... Here um, we go. The first support system, as soon as I found out I was pregnant, was, I was like, I have no idea what I'm getting into. Nick doesn't know what I'm getting into. Nope. Nobody that I really knew, I mean, some of your friends have had babies, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't as close with them. But even then, like, they don't know the whole birthing process, like, how to support me through it, so... The first thing I did was research how can I find help in helping with the birthing process because I wanted to do it unmedicated. Yeah. I didn't want to use drugs and I had read a lot of research about it and that was my choice. But I was like, hell if I'm going to do that alone, like I'm going to need some kind of person there like saying you can do this and that's when i found out what a doula was yeah because i would have been like give her the drugs she (laughs) wants the drugs give her the drugs and if you don't know what a doula is a doula is somebody who is certified to be there to help you with the birthing process they can't deliver the baby i think you have to be a midwife to do that but they can they're like your number one cheerleader supporter for helping you through that process they help you before you deliver the baby and they can help you after the baby which to me both parts are equally as important and i hired my lovely doula who i still talk to and i have a great relationship with Brittany riddick and she was fantastic and we will put all her information in the show notes because if anyone's in maryland and they need a doula i'm always like telling people if you need support hire doula yeah if you're in this area hire britney because she was phenomenal i had no problem being her number two or your number two for that matter because she was there and she was able to support and we'll, we'll get into more like kind of the process with her because she helped us out even before we even went to the hospital we had a meeting with her but yeah with, with you going unmedicated I don't know that I would have been the best support because I, like I said earlier, I was joking, but I've seriously like seeing you aches and pains, you know, throughout that entire day. Like I would have said, give her anything to make her feel better. Yeah. Yeah. I but could she, see that. I probably yeah. would have done the oh, same. Oh my goodness. But you know, she was there and she helped you follow your plan. So I yeah. guess talk about your experience, you know, how you met her and you know, how you guys got connected so after the first trimester i i just literally googled like doulas in the area we live in and i don't know if she was the first one that came up i have a feeling she was i don't think there's a lot of doulas that were on my search for some reason i feel like it's it wasn't as popular as i thought it would would be but anyway i found Brittany and i saw that she was pretty local and i reached out to her and said hey like Um, I don't know much about doulas, but I know that I need support and I read about what you guys do and I would love to meet up and know more. So we met up at a Panera Bread and we sat down and she had all these pamphlets and information and she pretty much told me what she does, the services she provides. And I was blown away because I didn't realize that they can teach classes, Mm -hmm. that they can even give you services um, post-baby, like 
They can come to your house. They can, you know, do laundry for you or prep meals for you or babysit for you or anything that you need after delivering. They are there for you. And that's a lot of hours of dedication that she does. And not, and she is there in the hospital with me too. Right. Like she can come to my house before the hospital to see how I'm doing. Let me know, you know, give that support. Like if she thinks I may be ready to go to the hospital and just be there. I mean, just having a person there that who's been through multiple, multiple births just makes me feel calmer already. Right. So after listening to her tell me about all of their services, I was like, yes, yes, and yes. Like, where do I sign? Like, this is worth the investment. I don't even care if insurance covers it. And I know there are some insurance plans that may cover some of it, but it was that point where, like, I didn't care. Like, this was worth it to me because I wanted to feel calm and I wanted to feel just, I guess, not as scared to, to, right. to have a baby. And it, it's it was kind of scary to think about doing something I've never done before and parts of my body that were going to be opening wider than I've ever known before. <laughs> um, so yeah, I picked yeah. Um, a specific package that she offered and that's kind of when we started our relationship and it's almost like an a la carte of services you could pick. So I picked to do a birthing plan. So we sat down and we talked about what I wanted for my birthing plan and she gave me information if I had no idea what it was and just educated me about that process. Was that in the first meeting or was that afterwards? That was afterwards. So that was just what I picked. Um, I picked the birthing plan and then I also picked our labor class that we did together where she showed us different positions and Mm -hmm. how you can support me through delivery and all that fun stuff. Yeah. And I actually had some hours postpartum that I could use too for her to come over and do whatever I wanted her to do after Lucille was born. And that's kind of what I picked for my package. Right. Yeah, I remember after your first meeting with her, you were like, yep, I'm doing this. And I was like, cool. I was like, this sounds like a real, you, you told me what it was all about. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I fully support this. Let's let's do it. And then, you know, you picked out your packages with her. And then I finally met her when she came over to do like the labor class, which was probably right around the time you were eight months pregnant. I was going to say it was a month before. Yeah. yeah. And she said, you know, this is what we're going to do. These are some of the techniques we're going to use throughout the labor it was really relaxing. You don't have because, to remember them all because I'll yeah. be there to show you. However, you know, here's a pamphlet. Here's all the information. And then she also gave us the the peanut and the peanut, ball. the peanut balls and, and stuff like that. So things that can help Jill be a little bit more comfortable during her pregnancy. Um, you know, you, you, she just gave you a lot of stuff and a lot of support. So it was pretty much like, I guess, if someone wasn't didn't know anything about baseball saying hey here's a bat that you're gonna swing so you know how to use it before you go to the baseball game so she gave us um some different types of balls there is a peanut shaped ball and um there was different size peanut shaped balls which i had no idea there were so many different sizes and (laughs) you were a medium she (laughs) and then she also gave me just the regular sphere ball and it was just so it made me feel a lot more comfortable going into delivery, like already have been exposed to those things and knowing how to use them in different positions and then knowing that you knew different positions too so you could support me. And, you know, not that it's not awesome that Brittany can, you know, use different techniques with her hand to hit certain pressure points, but knowing that you had that knowledge too to kind of be there in that moment to touch me where I needed to be touched in order to help with the pain or you know, wherever need be. And, um, yeah, I, 
I know it made me feel a lot calmer. Yeah. I don't know how it made you feel. No, but. I mean, 100% calmer and just knowing that she was there to provide direction and tell me how to support you. I mean, again, halfway through the day, I mean, you were going through some pains that to me looked unbearable. And, and I know or even early on in your, well, maybe about halfway through your labor, you were like, yeah, I'm, I don't think I could do this. I need to move to... I was to like, the drugs, get those things prepped. I, <laughs> just shoot it in me. Like, I need this. And, you know, Brittany talked I was definitely to you and said, myself. you were. And she said, listen, you know, this she just is gave your me the plan. facts. Yeah. She's she like, she didn't this, tell me what to yeah, do either. She didn't BS you. She, no. she told you straight. And you were still coherent at that point. You were able to answer and be like, okay, you know, we're still do this. And, but I mean, from the time we got to the hospital, I mean, she met us here at the house. Like, you. That was so yeah, incredible. Before so, yeah. we even went to the hospital, she. You were like, hey, this is, I texted this her. is happening. She's yeah. like, well, do you want me to come over and check to see if you know everything is, is good? And she came over, and within 15 minutes, we were like, yeah, we got to go to the hospital. I feel like even before <laughs> I said, could you come over, I was just telling her these are how far my contractions are. Um, I think we may go to the hospital soon, but I'm not sure. She was like, I'm leaving my house. I'm tw- I'll am i be there in 20 yeah. minutes. Like yeah. She got here, and man, it just gives me such a feeling of safety for such an experience that was so unknown. Yeah, because you called your doctor, my gynecologist, yeah, and she's like, "Well, don't don't go to the drink water, <laughs> drink water, don't go to the hospital yet." And um, you're like, "No, we're we're halfway there, so we'll we'll see you in a yeah, little bit." Yeah, she told me to walk around the neighborhood, and I'm like, "No, listen." Uh, and I, the thing is, <laughs> Dula, Dula, um, Brittany, who is a Dula, she gave me the confidence to know when to go. Like yeah. she prepped me before, like. If your contractions are this far apart, you know they sped up you know, quickly too. They did, and they were pretty consistently a certain amount of minutes um, apart. And you know, she gave me, she almost empowered me to know when is the right time, and she empowered me to really, you know, to listen to my body. Right. Brittany never told me what to do. She said, "What do you feel? Like, how are you feeling? Like, you need to be the person that makes the decision." And I love that she gave me that power because when you're delivering a baby, it no one else knows what I'm going through except for me. Mm-hmm. And you totally do feel a difference. Like, for some reason, it's hard to explain, but you, when you know, you know. Yeah. And she empowered me with the information to know when it's time to go. And based on my contractions and based on how I was feeling, I was able to make that decision fairly confidently saying, I think we need to go. So when my gynecologist did tell me, like, I think you should drink some water, walk around when we were halfway already to the hospital, because it took me a while to get a hold of her. Mm-hmm. I was like, I- I'm sorry, but we're on, we're on our way. And yeah, we're not going back home. Yeah, there's at least, you know, she's like, okay, well, just go through the triage. They may send you home. And- but I think if I didn't have a doula support, I probably would have been like, okay, Nick, we probably should go back home because I don't know any better. I probably would have just blindly listened to the gynecologist. Yeah. If, when I think back on yeah. it. Yeah. If I wasn't empowered with that knowledge, I probably would have been like putting all my trust in her. Like she's the she's the expert in this. But it was almost like I had two experts, but I had such a good relationship with Brittany mm-hmm. that I had more trust in her. Well, that the may fact sound that she weird. just came right over and was able to see the condition and see the contractions. Yes. And, and she's this wasn't her first birth. You know, obviously. Well, not that it was my gynecologist's first birth, but no, but yeah. she she was there giving you personal attention and knew that you needed to go rather than doing an over the phone triage. Yes, she was like, "Yeah, you need to go," and you know, we went through triage and like, "Yeah, you're staying. This mm-hmm. is happening." Yeah, it was just cool. 
but yeah, I mean, you know, she helped out through the entire process, um, you know, was able to give you, um, you know, massages and stuff like that as well. Like she was like, in addition to what I was able to provide, she was, because she is a massage therapist as well, which was, which was an added benefit was that, you know, she was able to kind of help you relax, even though it's a, it's a tense situation. Uh, for sure. Yeah. And her demeanor was so calm and tranquil. And I don't know if Very all calm. duels oh my like goodness. That, but she was, it was amazing. like a freaking superhero of tranquility. Like I needed that calmness I did too. around me. And <laughs> I know it was a whirlwind and I was just in the zone thinking about like, how do I make the, the good pain stop? But she was there just asking me questions like, how does this feel? How does this feel? And just hitting certain pressure points to just help make the pain less painful and, you know, never nagged me or, you know, was never a nuisance at all. She Mm -hmm. was just there, ready to go for whatever I needed. And I mean, I'm pretty sure I probably would have gotten drugs if it wasn't for her. Yeah, for sure. I would have I would have buckled (laughs) and I would have been like, nope, can't do it. Can't do it. But she was there and said, listen, she just gave me the facts like you're this many centimeters dilated. You've been in labor this long. You're pretty much almost there, but it's totally your decision what you want to do. And just hearing her say that, I was like, fuck yeah, (laughs) thinking in my head. I was like, I could totally do this. Like it's it's a lot of pain. But if Brittany has the confidence in me, I had the confidence in me and she just totally empowered me. So while we're kind of on this subject, because we're kind of, I think we're going to shift gears here and and talk about some other support here in in a few minutes. Yes. But there was, and I don't know if you've prepped for this or not, but it just kind of came to me. There was a podcast that you listened to on that Monday, four days before you gave birth. Yeah. That talked to you a little bit about pushing and we'll find that podcast and put it in the show notes. Because I thought that you gave you some information that was oh, yeah. crucially important and, and played that. a huge role during your birth. So you want to get so into that? That is true. Good pull, Nick. Yeah. Um, I guess I didn't think of it, that as support because I didn't pay for it. You didn't, but, but I guess thank there goodness are support you found systems it. that you don't pay for yeah. that can totally help you. Sure. Um, so there was a podcast I listened to and I actually did not know about it. I saw it on someone else's podcast. It's like a... Uh, we support effect. each other. <laughs> Podcasters have to support each other because um, there's a lot of great information out there. But go ahead. Um, so some another podcast that I listened to, um, Fed and Fit, I believe is the name of it. Or it was called Paleo for Women. But anyway, we can put that in the show notes as well. She had an Insta story that all it said was, I wish I would have listened to this episode before I gave birth. And I was very intrigued. And I was like, okay. So I listened to that podcast episode. That's good marketing. And yeah, right. <laughs> and it was all about the the physiologic log. Physiological. I guess you're so. welcome. I'm, I'm just words, <laughs> words <laughs> about the birthing process and what is supposed to happen, and just hearing like what the baby is supposed to be doing and what happens if we push too soon or this the baby gets stuck and how the baby does this corkscrew of a turn going down through the canal i didn't know any of this and just hearing about what's naturally supposed to happen and if we push too soon or do anything that it can make the baby stuck was like life-changing for me because when i was delivering my gynecologist came into me and said you're this many centimeters dilated. I need you to push. But after listening to that podcast, they said that it doesn't matter how many centimeters dilated you are. 
you still may not be ready. The baby may still not be in position. And she was saying how you're going to know when your body wants to push. Your body's physically going to push the baby out. Yeah. Like you're going to feel the urge. Your body knows what to do to trust your body. So when my gynecologist told me to push, I told her, no. You said, no, I'm not ready. <laughs> and I was like, you can do this. You can do this. Because I thought you were scared. I didn't yeah. realize and, and just wasn't thinking about that podcast because you told me about it but it's in it's that one of those things where you're in the moment i was like yes this is happening i'm gonna see my daughter and you're like no i'm not ready and i was like are you scared and at that point you could barely talk like you were just in so much pain that you were just like one word answers i could say no you could yeah <laughs> you were good at saying no at that point hell no we but good. yeah i mean you made a decision the gynecologist was not happy with your decision at the time and basically got up and walked away and said, I'll be back in a little bit. Yeah, mom was like, she threw up her hands. She did. And I think your nurse even said something. It was like, no, this is a good decision. She did? She was your, your nurse was your cheerleader too. She did a good job. I didn't know what other things were said, but I know that she was a full supporter of my birth plan when I brought yes. in my little laminated yeah. birth plan with beautiful pictures. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, and it wasn't the well... It wasn't um, the Fed and Fit. It's Well-Fed Women podcast. I was completely botched that Well-Fed Women. Well-Fed Women. It's a good name, like right? It. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that po- you're right. That was another... That was that was a change. That, that was changed a game everything. changer. Yeah. That really was. The and you, you and listened that. to it three days before you gave birth. So Dude, it was fresh in your power, head. Man. Yeah, absolutely. So anything else you wanted to say about Brittany and, and doulas? Uh, just that. Just get one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially if you're the type of person who, you know, I mean, I feel like everybody kind of fears the unknown. Like, I accept the unknown when I need to, but if I have nine months to prepare for the unknown, you best be sure I'm going to find out as much information as I can. Yeah. But enough that I'm not overwhelming myself and trying to learn it all myself. So if you're one of those people that want to feel supported through anything, especially pregnancy and childbirth, and you don't want to stress yourself out with trying to know it all then I highly, highly, highly recommend investing in a doula because they are just a tremendous resource. Definitely. I could not say enough things about Brittany. So before you were pregnant and when we were talking a little bit about in the infertility episode, you started seeing an acupuncturist. Yes. The other support system that helped me was my acupuncturist, Gina. And I definitely had... I feel like everyone has this, um, I guess, view of acupuncture before you even go. Like we just, you think about. You see it in movies or you think of Hellraiser. Yes, exactly. You think (laughs) of like some kind of strange belief that if you put needles in your body, it makes you feel better. And. Well, the Chinese have been doing it for centuries. And the Chinese are onto something. Yes, they are. Because it balanced the hell out of my chi. And I feel like a lot of the power doesn't even come from the needle points. Don't get me wrong. I think those needle points help. But I think finding an acupuncture that you have a good relationship with mm-hmm. and somebody who listens to you, keyword listens to you, has done wonders. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Oh, you're funny. <laughs> just somebody who could see my life in a different perspective and just pretty much repeat back what I told her in her perspective mm-hmm. and just say like, you know, I, I think I mentioned it in the last episode of just how like she told me like, you're doing a lot. 
I don't think you see it. I don't think you realize it, but you're working really hard. You're trying to do a lot of things and I can see how it can be overwhelming. And she just gave me great feedback. Didn't tell me what to do, but just pretty much tells me what my life looks like in her eyes and her perspective and an outsider, um, someone different than my family or friend. Right. And I've been working with her since my fertility treatment. So God, it's been Love. three years almost. Wow. Yeah. And I still go to her once a month. And she just brings me joy just having conversation with her and just telling we have a really good even better relationship because i've been with her for three years so Mm -hmm. she knows she knows everything about you your mom goes to her as well she's seen lucille lucille goes with you on some of your visits so i mean she's gotten to know our family i've even met her she's a wonderful lady um and, and i'm certainly glad that she helps keep your life balanced She's definitely a positive influencer that I would never want to take her out of my life. If I still have good insurance that can afford it, I want to keep her once a month in my life because she does a lot of good to me. Yeah. You know, and if somebody... One day I'll get over the uh, fear of needles. It doesn't hurt. I know. It doesn't hurt. And it forces me to meditate. Like, it forces me to I've gotten just... much better with shots. Oh, jeez. And giving blood. You should Getting giving blood birth. drawn. Yeah, Let's well... I'll pass on that. Well, you can't do it anyway. Sorry, honey. Yeah. But yeah. um, As much as you'd like me to. If anybody is curious about acupuncture, whether you're going through infertility or not, even if you're just going through a tough time, even if you're feeling good, I still would ask, I still would recommend going to one and finding one that you have a great relationship with because to me, it's, it's such a value and I think it ripples into it into you onto lucille onto mm-hmm. my friends and family like it does nothing but add great things to my life it doesn't deplete me it doesn't take anything from me um and acupuncture is really cool yeah just to say go to acupuncture i feel like a cooler person i'll do it one day <laughs> maybe sooner than later yeah and just to give it a try and the fact I mean, that you're gonna do that or chiropractor Oh, but it's cool because there's other tactics besides medicine that she does. Like there's these scraping techniques she does when like my muscles are sore. You know, there's these. Um, did she do the cupping? She did cupping on me one time and I had those big, you know, cup <laughs> you marks like, on uh, my back. What's his name? Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. I wasn't like slapping my back. I thought you know, Michael Phelps was like some bionic up. person at that point, And then they're like, no, it's cupping. I was like, what the hell is cupping? And now I can say now I've been I know cupped. cupping. Yeah. Yeah. You wear a cup and I've been cupped. Damn, that was good, Jilly. Because you play baseball. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> Some people don't know you play baseball. Oh, I play softball now, but it's Wait. still smart to wear a cup, especially <laughs> if you play the infield. <laughs> um, but yeah. Still want to be able to shoot straight. I know. Wait, that's a support system for you. I feel so. I've been supported <laughs> since I've been a young kid with, with that thing. So yeah, no, that's good stuff. So yeah, no, acupuncture has been great. I think the next thing, because I want to save the newborn class for last because that was a lot of fun. It was. But next thing you did was a fit for mom class. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, so before pregnancy, I was a pretty big, I had a, I lo- we have a little home gym inside our house. And it's I was a DVD player. No. Or a phone. I don't, I, no. You do that the, was what I did. You do the insanity stuff. Well, you used to. Yeah, I don't do I anymore. would do, um, Kayla, it's seen as BBG stuff and just high intensity stuff. I was very motivated. I could go down there and just do my workout. But then as soon as I got pregnant, I was like, 
Ugh, not so motivated. Yeah, I thought I was going to be like this fit pregnant person that was like, oh my God, I'm going to work out all the time and I'm going to be super healthy and fit. And man. Are you also going to be a valley girl? I know. I don't know why I started talking like that. <laughs> it's clueless. I'm calling you out, Jilly. I know you are. I, I don't know why it. my voice changed. That's so strange. Um, but any. <laughs> Damn, you did call me out. I'm a little embarrassed now. Anyway, <laughs> so I was not motivated during pregnancy like I thought my pregnancy was going to be. And I said, hey, I need help. I need to go somewhere. I need to be bleh. I need to be around other people who are pregnant because uh, I just need to connect with some other moms right. who feel the same way. But at the same time, I need to move my body. Because I would come home and I just didn't really feel like doing much. So I sought out a pregnancy workout class. And there's not many available in this area. And Fit for Mom. Which is surprising. It is. Very surprising. I agree. Sorry. No, and that's why I think Fit for Mom does so well. Because they support those pregnant mamas. And I started going to a class. And I think the first class you go to is always free. So I checked out a class. The instructor was super supportive, motivating, and, you know, very energetic. And I love energetic people who just... You feed off of that energy. You do. And so I went there and I got to meet other mamas and they, you know, talk about... It's kind of cute when you do your little warm-up stretch and before your, like, workout, you just talk about, like, how many weeks you are and then they ask you, like, a question. So there's, like, a question for each workout, like, what food are you craving or... um Maybe like what traits of your husband's do you hope the baby gets or doesn't get? Like just really funny. What traits did you want Lucille to get? I don't really remember. My dimple. That's my smile, it was more my like eyes, character, not physical traits, character traits. Okay. And I forgot what I said because you just have so many wonderful characteristics, Ooh, babe. That's very sweet of you. <laughs> but yeah, it was just a fun, a fun time, and they give you a workout. And they, you know, they say you can make it harder, less intense, or stay in the middle. So they give you these different options to make it comfortable for you. And it's an hour long, and I liked it. So I continued to do it until the very end. You looked forward to it every week. I did. And even when I may or may not have been... Did you go the night before? I did. Oh, that's right. You did. I did. I I seriously missed one week. I missed one week because of spring break because I was visiting my dad. But every week I was there, and it was once a week... And it forced me to just get really good movement in once a week. Yeah. And I, I loved it. But you went the night before and then we went for a walk after you got back. We did. And that's when lightning crotch was like through <laughs> the roof. Lightning crotch. It's a real thing, folks. I should have known that the next morning I'd be waking up and you'd be like, yeah, this is happening. But no, nah, that was cool. Yeah, you, right up to the and The day before is your last day at work. Mm-hmm. So you timed it. I didn't time anything. Perfectly. I don't know how it well, worked Well, Lucille out. timed it perfectly then. She was born on her duty. The stars like, were yeah, just lined up lined for up me perfectly. and lined up for her. It's all Lucille. Yeah. But no, I thought that class was great. And then even after Lucille was born, the instructor came over and brought you food, right? She did. Yeah. That was sweet of her. It was. Yeah. So that was a great support group as well. And I know every time you got back, you were happy. You know, you felt like you've accomplished something. Um, you're just full of energy. You looked forward to it every week, so you I know did. it was nice. Yeah, 
total shout out to Fit for Mom because they got me through a time where I couldn't push myself. So yeah, they're a great support system for anyone who needs that extra push to move in whatever way your body wants to move. And um, I could not recommend them more. Perfect. So, newborn class. Jill signed us up for this newborn class. It was on a Saturday from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And all I can think of is, great, four hours. I'm wasting a Saturday morning, four hours of being taught, you know, how to take care of a newborn. Yeah, it's probably going to be informative, but how, you know, intriguing, invigorating will this thing be? Man, you really sound like a sad sack. I just, I thought it was just going to be like your typical, you know. I think we all did. Yeah. Man, when we got there, this lady was just full of energy. Hilarious. Hysterical. <laughs> I mean, from the moment we walked in, just waiting for other couples. And, and it was funny. We went to Uber Bagels before we went that morning. And another couple that was in that class saw us there. Like, were you at Uber Bagels this morning? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I do. And We have good taste in egg sandwiches. Yeah. Oh, my God. That stuff was so good. But, yeah, so we got there and... Man, we learned a lot. And it was because she was so engaging and it was very hands on. Very hands on. Made sure that everybody participated. I, I I remember that one guy who just always kept on raising his hand and had something to chime in. It was they were sitting directly across from us. Oh yeah, like they would ask they would talk about a product that you could use on babies. And yeah. a lot of the products he was like, Yep, I've used it like Pedialyte. Oh yeah, he was like Pedialyte is my go-to for for hangovers the next day. Uh, I think butt he was pace. butt pace. He's like that's great for chafing because I would catch. He played, yeah, he was a catcher. baseball player. He was a catcher, and he started using butt pace to prevent chafing. So no, it was it was we learned a ton, and I think we've saved a ton of money because of that class too. Hmm. Like we we paid a what was it fifty bucks for the class twenty five bucks yeah, for for to ten and she also does a grandparents class which I think is and she's been doing that longer than she's been doing the newborn class but the whole idea behind the grandparents class is to they're they're you know our parents are going to be watching our baby so there was a lot of things that they did in the you know late seventies early eighties that are not cool to do anymore like how a baby sleeps with like how the a baby bumpers, sleeps yeah because my the parents they put us on our stomachs yeah. and now it's back and you just learn a lot of great things and you know even though your mom ended up not going to that class we never got tickets for we them. never got it because if we were gonna it, yeah, yeah it was, we were trying to get your mom and my mom to go at the same time and it just never worked out but, but your mom's been really good at my mom's been really receptive to everything sure. we've been telling her and she's been listening to us whereas I feel like most grandparents are yeah. very well, stubborn. Well, she's excited and, to go like, to the class, too. I know too. what I'm doing. I've done this before, yeah. which I don't blame them. And our instructor was like, I pretty much tell the grandparents to shut up and listen. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, she she was great. It was definitely worth the four hours. And it didn't seem like four hours. It felt like that we were you know there and out in a snap. But worth every second that we spent there, worth the money. Like I said, you know, we're not buying stuff because it has baby on it you know we're we're pureeing a lot of the food we're saving so much money and i would encourage you know especially if you're in the maryland area and go to animal medical center and take that newborn class however try to find you know for the folks not in the animal county area or in maryland 
try to find a newborn class and, and, you know, do some research on it. You know, we, we had heard some friends who had taken this class too, who said, you know, yeah, you know, it sounds boring. Or but just the, ask your friends the for that support. Yeah. Like, you know, people that have had babies that, you know, be like, listen, did you take any classes? What do you recommend? Because I remember that, yeah, your friend was saying, listen, we took these classes, but I really think that this one was the best. And mm-hmm. I would, you know, you don't have to take this one, but this one was really beneficial. So I feel like just reaching out to your friends that have kids and then asking what classes they've taken could be just a support system in itself, because that's true. We we learned a lot of information in that class. And I think that, you know, you're, some of you may be thinking, well, you probably can look, you can Google anything and find out, but this was hands-on. Yeah. Like it was way more interactive and that's how we really learn. You learn through moving and doing things, not just reading all the time. Yes, reading is one area of input and learning information, but when you actually can actually do something and participate and be involved, then it just makes that meaning much more valuable and meaningful. So I was, yeah, extremely grateful for that little support system for us. It was, yeah, we learned how to change a diaper. I mean, she like rammed. I had never changed a diaper (laughs) in my life. Like, I hadn't. The oh, first I, time I, I changed a diaper that. was that little mannequin in that class. And she was like, I ran that poop in its crack. Yeah. <laughs> no, she put some Hershey syrup up in that shit. But I was, I had to learn immediately because you were bedridden for that first 24 to 48 hours. And you were like the diaper and changing I had, kid. I had to learn really quick. and You were better than I was. I think you may was still teaching be better you some than techniques. me. You were. Yeah. Did you just wink at me? I did. <laughs> because of your diaper techniques. Yeah. So I like sexy. it when I'm good at things. So let me ask you this, and this is going to be an interesting question. Is there any other kind of support you wish you would have gotten now looking back on it? Oh. Um, yes. I think I know where you're going to go with this, but I'm trying to lead on. So what would you say? What kind of support would you like? Oh, you think, what do you think I'm going to say? Now I want to know. I was thinking the postpartum. Yes. I wish I would have had more knowledge about postpartum, about what it possibly could be like. And I know everyone's postpartum experience is different, but I think anyone who's pregnant should know what could happen and what you could feel and what your body is going through and what's actually happening and how long healing could take you. And I know it's different for everyone, but I feel like just having that knowledge of what it could be would have made me feel so much more saner and calmer through the healing process because it took me a very long time. And then um, one of my friends who had a baby a month after I did, she was like a spring chicken. Like she healed really quickly. And then it made me think like, why am I not healing quickly? And my gynecologist didn't even talk about it with me. They just check you up and they say, how are you feeling? And it's like, uh, okay. But yeah, we, we came really away armed with everything to take care of the baby, but knew nothing how to take care of yourself afterwards. Yes, and I don't understand why there's no systems in place to help the mom take care of herself after the baby. Like, everyone's worried about the baby, and I get it. The baby's new, its immune system's still growing, like, they're... There's a lot of things that could go wrong with the teeny tiny baby, but everyone forgets about the mom. Like, where is the support system for moms after delivery? Like, I feel like there should be some kind of spa for moms that everyone yeah. gathers to. And this is like a dream world, but, or just somebody. I mean, if anybody does know of any kind of support afterwards, please let us know. We'd love to, to share that resource with people because I know you 
you know, if we do have a second, you you know a little bit more what to expect next time. So I do know that. But for those yeah. for those women who are having their first kid and coming home and mm-hmm. have no idea what their body's going through, what changes they're going to you know go through. I mean, you just went through a, a completely traumatic event, and your body went through more changes in nine months than it will in its entire lifetime. Well, that men have in their entire exactly. lifetime. Exactly. But, and even like my mom having two kids, it's like my birthing experience was completely different. She had C-sections. I didn't. I had an episiotomy. Like there was a lot of differences. Like everyone gives birth, but every birth is different. And just having somebody give you that knowledge of all the possibilities that could happen would have been so vital and would have made me feel a lot more comfortable going through it. But I, I do know that there are postpartum doulas and I think there's actually one on my doulas team now. Like, okay. I don't know if there was one before, but there are doulas that are specifically assigned for postpartum support. So I think that if I were to do it again, I total may, package, I would, <laughs> I would may look into that because I, that was so unknown to me. And I, it was scary because I didn't know if I was healing properly. I didn't know. And then when I got mastitis, I mean, there was a lot of things happening that I had to research for. And I hate looking at things on the internet because you know how it just, it can give you like worst case scenarios that freak you out even more. Like I really just wanted to hear it from a person that I trusted and had a relationship with, but um, I didn't have that at the time. So that is one support system that I wish I had. Man, Jilly, when I look back on it, you went through a lot during this (laughs) whole pregnancy just to, to get this beautiful girl in our lives. So I appreciate you and everything you went through. And I know it wasn't, easy all the time but you made it seem easy so Thanks, very man. proud of you well, i'm just glad you were there by my side supporting me and not making me feel it's like a team I was effort crazy. baby it's a team effort <laughs> it is for sure yeah so you want to jump into the uh quote of the day um we can oh i had a resource Let's do some resources. Can I do a one resource? I mean, I know these are all resources and it's We're going to have a ton of resources in our show notes, folks. So make sure you definitely check those out. But go ahead. Give us another one. I thought this applied. I found, it's funny. I found this blog and the name was Burnished Chaos. Burnished? Burnished. B-U-R-N-I-S-H-E-D. Am I saying that right? Sure. I don't know how else to say no, it, no, no. but I thought it was hilarious that they had the word chaos in her. Spell with a K? And no, spell with a C. Okay. And she's a mother. Not as cool as, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, her name is Alana. Alana, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, but she had a blog post that was called The Importance of Asking for Help. Mm-hmm. And she had reasons why we struggle asking for help and why they don't stack up. So I thought that if you feel this and you need help, maybe it's kind of like, a warning to you or just kind of like an aha moment that, hmm, maybe I should seek help. Um, so number one, one of the reasons that we struggle to ask for help is that we have a fear of rejection. Number two, we believe we have to do it all. And I think a lot of moms feel that way. Yeah. Number three, you don't want to be a burden to anyone, so you're afraid to ask for help. You're such a burden. <laughs> Shut up. Number four, Jesus. everyone else can cope it, can cope with it, so we should too. And I completely, these totally resonated with all, like I can resonate with all of these things. Number five, other people have it way harder. So why am I complaining about it? Yeah. Number six, everyone needs help sometimes, no matter what their circumstances. 
Oh, wait, that was not right. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. Um, Oh, sorry. Number six is loss of control. And she elaborates more with each of them. But in the beginning, like a lot of those, number one through five, I can totally resonate with. I don't think I ever got a loss of control. I don't think so either. I think there's a lot of us who think that we don't want to burden anybody. We're afraid to ask for help because we don't want to feel like I agree. we're putting our chaos on somebody else. Right. But they can't read our minds. And it's funny. I tell my kids this that I teach every day. I can't read your mind. So if you need help, come ask for help. But right. yet I am probably the the one who like tries to, to hold it all in and not tell anyone I need help. And then they're like, well, what's wrong? And then I'm like, well, I need help. And they're like, well, I didn't know because you didn't tell me. And it's like, why don't I practice more what I preach with my students? Yeah. Yeah. Communication, folks. So um, she also had why asking for help is so important. So if you need more confidence in what can happen when you ask for help, even though you don't want to burden anyone or you're afraid to ask or, you know, you feel like you have to do it all. Number one, no one can do it all. And trying to is just going to lead you into getting burnt, burnout or ill. It can literally make you ill. Like stress makes you sick. It does. It can shut things down I can in your vouch body. For that. Um, number two, sometimes people actually want to help, but don't want to step on your toes or risk offending you by offering. So there's a lot of people that want to help. Mm-hmm. They're just waiting for you to ask. Exactly. For it. So I feel like if we think that everyone wants to help us, that maybe would give us more courage to say, well, there's a high possibility this person may want to help me. So the worst thing they can do is say no. Exactly. Number three, it builds connection and strengthens relationships. And I completely believe this because I have a great relationship with my doula now. I still talk to her. I still use her. I have a great relationship with my acupuncturist. Like, I feel like all the support yeah. systems that I've reached out to have gave, gave me great relationships and connections, and they're only leading to more positive things in my life. Yeah, we, we've been in touch, except for the, the newborn class. Yeah. We didn't really have a personal connection there, but... You know, everybody else who you've had a, a personal connection with, you know, you're still in touch with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it builds independence in children and helps them learn because if we're being a good role model and if we're struggling and asking for help, then they're going to know that when life gets too tough for me or I can't handle something, I know that it's okay to reach out and ask for help versus trying to fight it myself and struggle within and become ill and sick and unhealthy and not be healthy and happy. So it's like even more motivation to be a good role model for Lucille. Yeah. Have to be. But yeah, I thought that was a really great blog post that totally aligned and resonated with me and everything how I felt about asking for support and getting it when you need it. It's awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely post that. I think everyone should check that out. Ask for help when you need it. People are willing to help. For sure. Yeah. And I guess now we can do the quote of the day. Here we go. Quote of the day it's, by Jilly Casonier. It's super sweet and super short. Who's it by? Cesar Chavez. Cesar Chavez. Go for it. You are never strong enough that you don't need help. Nice. That's very simple. And I hope that resonates with men too. Like I said, I feel like men feel like they have to do it all and be the strong ones. But we can't do it all. Men and women. But I know where I'm going. Oh, jeez. I'm kidding. I agree with you. So, yeah, I hope that 
this episode resonated with some of you and the take action is to take action. If you need yes. help, to seek help. Don't be afraid of asking. You know, it, it doesn't make you a weak person. Yeah. It makes you actually stronger and braver that you are asking because you know that you're admitting that I can't be an expert in it all and I can't yeah. do it all. And, and I think reach out to yeah. us. You know, if, if you have any questions about any of these different types of support systems that we've used, uh, we're happy to talk about it. And even in any of our previous episodes, if there's something that we can help you with, please reach out. We're always willing to help. Absolutely. You've got a friend. You've got a friend in me. Oh, you've never seen Toy Story. Nah. You're that one person in the whole entire world I'll who hasn't seen Toy see Story. It when Lucille starts getting into those things. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, everyone, thank you so much for joining us this week. We enjoyed hanging out with you. We sure did. And we will talk to you next week. See you later, guys. We want to thank everybody for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe and sign up to receive notifications so you know when the next episode is live. If you liked today's episode and know someone who could benefit from the topic we covered, please share it with them. And if you have any suggestions for us and want to chime in on today's topic, you can email us at simplifiedchaospodcast at gmail.com, and that's chaos with a K, or send us a comment on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you.